0: So so, wow, wow, so, 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 hello, friends. Welcome to the SOS podcast. I'm your host, Carl. Thanks for joining me again this week. If you're new to the channel, I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Whether you are in the U.S. or abroad, I'm sure you are aware that our Supreme Court here in the United States recently overturned the decision in Roe versus Wade. I usually don't get into a lot of political stuff, but this is pretty important. A couple weeks back, the Supreme Court decision or a draft version of it was leaked. And so people were expecting this to happen. But even at that point, even at the time of this leak, what we saw here in the US was the beginnings of what we see here now that the decision is officially published. People are up in arms. They're upset. They're angry. And why is that? Why is that? Because the court decided that a woman does not have the right to kill her child. That's what this is about. This is about taking the lives of children and determining whether that is a legal right that exists for a mother. There is a disturbing trend that I see. Of course, there are people in the world who think this is just fine. There's no issue with it. So you're killing babies. What's the big deal? They think of all kinds of reasons to justify this. Now, disturbing enough for the world to hold that opinion. But what about when you have people who profess to know and love Jesus Christ and to follow him, who still think that under certain circumstances, abortion is okay? They think that killing innocent babies, for whatever reason they've determined, is justified, is right is just is is just fine that's the trend i want to talk about today and i want to draw your attention to a passage in jeremiah that i think will shed some light for us on what it means for someone who professes to be a follower of god to subscribe to that kind of evil ideology if you want to follow along with me in jeremiah chapter 32 i'll be starting in verse 31 and god is speaking words of judgment through jeremiah about the city of Jerusalem, the daughter of Zion, the holy city where his temple resides. He says, This city has aroused my anger and wrath from the day it was built to this day, so that I will remove it from my sight because of all the evil of the children of Israel and the children of Judah that they did to provoke me to anger. Their kings and their officials, their priests and their prophets, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, They have turned to me their back and not their face, and though I have taught them persistently, they have not listened to receive instruction. They set up their abominations in the house that is called by my name to defile it. They built high places of Baal in the valleys of the son of Hinnom to offer up their sons and daughters to Molech, though I did not command them, nor did it enter into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin." Now when the Lord talks about setting up altars to Baal to sacrifice their children, sons and daughters, to this false god in the valley of Hinnom, he's talking about a place called Topheth. In scripture, in Jeremiah, go to chapter 19, go to chapter 7, you'll see that what was taking place at that location was the sacrifice of people's children by burning to false gods. This was being done by the enemy nations surrounding Israel, surrounding Judah. It was being done by them. But the issue in Jeremiah is that it's being done not by the world, not by the Gentiles, not by those who serve and follow false gods and are not God's chosen people. But in Jeremiah, the context is Judah is doing this and they are God's chosen people. This is an act of idolatry, an act of false god worship, idol worship, that requires them to sacrifice their own children to appease those false gods. Now we know, no matter which false god you're serving, there is a figure behind idol worship. There is a figure behind all the tactics to deceive us and lead us away from the Lord, and that is Satan. So what was happening in Topheth, what Judah was doing, this abominable thing, was they were taking the children that God gave them to be the next generation and the next generation, the inheritance, their lineage that should lead to Jesus Christ, Messiah, the Savior. They were taking those very children and specifically in some scriptures, their sons and sacrificing them to false gods, which I think is a clear and obvious tactic of deception of the enemies. In the act of idol worship, he's not asking for things like grain offerings or for animals, but for children. And for what reason? Well, to end the lineage of God's chosen people. I think the parallels here to what's going on in this country, specifically when we look at how the church is responding, or how the church or anyone in the church has felt about abortion, period, and now how they are responding to the reversal of this decision, anyone who loves the Lord should know that God does not want us killing our children. He doesn't. So if we're gonna stand on truth and justice, in the name of Jesus Christ, His Father, and His Spirit, we cannot say, but it's okay to kill babies. We can't say that. If we do, we're putting ourselves in the same position Judah was in. Because what is abortion? How is it not child sacrifice? How is it not taking the life of an innocent baby and justifying taking that life for some other purpose or some other gain. That's what's happening. There is another issue. There is another agenda that has taken precedence that trumps the value of that child's life. And what this person is doing is exchanging that child's life for whatever that purpose or agenda is. It is one thing for the world to hold to the belief that abortion is perfectly fine and within the mother's right because it's her body. It's one thing for the world to think that, the world that is deceived and we can't say should know better. It's another thing for the church to agree with that position under any circumstances, because that's where the deception of the enemy comes in. We try to draw a line in the sand and say, no, it is wrong to kill that baby. And the enemy will try to say, well, but think about this really unfortunate extenuating circumstance. Under this terrible, horrible position this woman is under, you're saying it's still wrong for her to choose to abort her baby. Think of how much easier it's going to be for her not to carry this pregnancy. Think about the stress, the trauma, whatever she has to go through if you make her carry this baby full term. Those are the enemy's arguments. Trying to paint us in a corner to say, okay, 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 under these super extreme circumstances, we can cave. We can say, okay, in that situation, it's okay. But that's not how god works that is not how god works what's right is right what's wrong is wrong there's no way to justify the murder because that's what it is the murder of an innocent child regardless of what your reasoning is as the church we need to stand on truth and those who do not stand on truth and do not see the value in that life that god has created those in the church who profess to know him and love him and follow him and the truth and still say, eh, I can devalue that life enough to take it. There's a problem with those people because there's a problem with that ideology. There's a problem with holding that opinion. You cannot serve the Lord and think that is right. I caution you anyone who says, well, but you don't know my situation. You don't know her story. I caution you, read the book of Jeremiah. See how God dealt with His children who participated in child sacrifice, who killed their own children for their own purposes, and whatever they thought their gain would be. I caution you, read their example. I would expect the Lord to deal with us as justly as He dealt with them if we hold the same position they held. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for life. Even if this is the most imperfect place, so many problems and issues and struggles, and Lord, it can be so, 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 so dark. We thank you, Lord, for life here, no matter what it looks like. We thank you, Lord, that this temporary imperfect existence will be replaced, will be transformed, will be changed, into perfect eternity with you. Father God, we pray for the children who have been slain through this nation's abortion practices. Father God, we pray for forgiveness for this nation. Father God, we pray that those who don't know the truth of the matter or who know it and ignore it would repent, God. Most of all, Lord, we pray for the church to be right and clear and brave on this issue. Father, we want you to be represented correctly, in truth, in righteousness, not by the world's standards, God, but by your standards, Lord. So help us to hold that position daily, Lord. We love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.